Welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I'm your life coach, Jessica Dumas. I'm a professional speaker and coach who empowers women everywhere to use their voice to take up space and change the world. My goal is to help you speak with clarity and confidence while giving you practical guidance and tools by sharing real life experiences of overcoming. So turn up the volume and grab a pen. You're going to want to write this down. Hey, welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. In today's episode, I get interviewed by my friend Jill Featherstone. Jill is an Indigenous author. She's the author of The Tale of Tiger Lily, an incredible, easy to read and fun book that you should read. She's a blogger. She's a university professor, motivational speaker, a workshop facilitator. She's got an incredible workshop called Awaken the Spirit that changes the lives of everyone that goes through the workshop. She's a wife, mother, and grandmother, and she's become a really great friend. I respect her. I enjoy our conversations all the time. You can learn more about Jill at jillfeatherstone.com and follow her on Instagram, underscore Jill, underscore Featherstone, and you can purchase her book from Amazon. She started a podcast recently called Driving While Indigenous, and she interviewed me, and I really enjoyed the interview. She asked me some really good questions about my coaching career, what is a coach, a little bit about my experience and that sort of stuff, and it was a really fun interview, so I asked her if I could share the audio with you, and that's what I'm doing here today, so please enjoy and follow us on Instagram and let us know what you think. Talk to you soon. So welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much. Excited to be here on your podcast. I know. And I was really excited for you because you had a big announcement about your podcast. It's in the top 10% of podcasts right now. Out of 3 million podcasts. 3 million podcasts. And when I first heard that, I didn't understand what it meant because when you look at the metrics, like there's just statistics in itself can mean so many things, but that's pretty cool. So like it took a while for it to kind of sink in my head, but I'm excited about it. So thanks for sharing that. And you know, it's a great podcast. And I listened to it this morning, because you had an excellent episode this morning that I want to talk about a little bit later. Thank you. But um, there are so many things that I want to talk about today. I have just this list of things that I want to dive into. But before I get ahead of myself, I think that we should back up. And I want to know, and I'm sure other people want to know, what is a life coach and how did you become a life coach? And the reason <laughs> that I really want to talk about this first is because life coaching isn't something that's really common in, especially in our, our Indigenous communities, right? Because I personally, when I was thinking about it this morning, I didn't know what a life coach was until maybe around 2016 or 2017, which is only about six years ago. I've never even heard the term life coach before or, or knew it was a thing. Mm -hmm. So, and you've been doing it for over X number of years. So you've obviously known what it was along like way before then. How did you even get into life coaching and what, and what is it really? Okay. Well, thank you for that question. I love this question and no one has really asked me that. I don't think, or (laughs) it's been a really long time. So in 2012 to 13, that's when I really started to like try to figure out what am I going to do with my life? And I mean, I feel like that's a question that people continue to ask themselves all the time. At the time, like the internet was still, you know, kind of growing. Social media was growing. I knew that what I wanted to do and what I was meant to do was not anything that I had already seen. And by this time I had already started exploring like the law of attraction and creating your own life, the secret that sort of stuff. And as I was looking online, because I was unemployed, I have three sons that I was raising as a single parent. So I can't be unemployed, I need to have a job. But I had done a few jobs already. And I knew what it was like to do work that you loved to do. And I knew what it was like to do work that you hated to do. And so as I was trying to figure out what I'm going to do, I was googling stuff. I thought I wanted to go back to school and become a high school guidance counselor. 
because that was a role that I found really helpful to me when I was in high school. But it wasn't realistic for me to go back to university with three young kids. So I came across the phrase life coach, like the term just online. And I was like, what the hell is this? And Tony, <laughs> Tony Robbins was, you know, kind of the only one really. And I think he's the one that really set the tone and, and identified a thing such as a life coach. And it was basically someone who could get really good at a thing and then help others get really good at a thing, a thing being anything in life. I thought it was really cool. I didn't really understand it or I didn't really know what I would do as a life coach, but I thought if it meant using my own natural skills, gifts, and abilities and strengthening those and using them, if I could do that to help others strengthen their skills, gifts, and abilities, then that would be the best thing in the world. (laughs) And so I took a, a life coach certification through the Certified Coaches Federation And I became a life coach. And I remember going through the training and all the the modules afterward and all of the like kind of homework that I was creating myself to figure it out. Everything felt so natural to me. And I realized all I need to do is get really good at being a happy person, finding my happiness, finding my joy. And if I can do that, then I can help others do that. And, And that's, you know, now life coaches will find a niche and they could like, there's so many different things that people could be a life coach in. So that's what a life coach is. So what was it like trying to find your first client or, you know, really actually putting yourself out there? Okay. Now that I'm going, I'm going to be a life coach. I've been trained and I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do this. How do you go about, you know, finding somebody like, Hey, come on board. Like, Yeah, actually, the way that it started for me with clients is I partnered up with another coach that we did the training together. And honestly, I don't even remember her name because our personalities didn't really match. So it it didn't make sense for us to continue to work together. But we put on a workshop together. I don't know what it was called. It was like live your best life or something like that. And we both came up with ideas on how can we help women feel good about themselves. And so we put together a one day workshop, we sold it through her company, and we had probably about 15 to 20 women who came and signed up. And all we did was tell people, oh, we're having this workshop, and we're going to do these fun exercises and blah, blah, blah. And we promoted it on social media, and women came. And I believe that we each got our first client from that group. Mm. And then like, it kind of went from there because once people heard I was a life coach, I feel like like attracts like. So anyone who is interested in looking for something to change their life, were just somehow, you know, universally and magically attracted to me. And, and we'd end up having a conversation. Someone would say, are you a life coach? And then they would end up hiring me. <laughs> right. And so like, since I got certified, I had always been working with at least one person. Okay. So you said something in there that really spoke to me just now. You said something like that you've magically drawn to or, or what did you, what did you say? Universally and magically. Yes. Okay. Now, so what that's bringing to my mind is, do you believe that we bring people into our lives that we're looking for, that we need, or that people come into our lives that we need? I do. Like I, when it comes to, and it's taken me years of exploring like what life and death mean and what, you know, what does our existence here on earth mean? And I don't talk about a lot of it because I think some people might think it's crazy, but I also believe that there are people out there who are ready for that message. They're seeking it. So I believe that our existence, like we chose to be here. And sometimes that can be frustrating for people, Mm -hmm. but we chose to be here and whatever we are desiring, it's out there somewhere. We're attracting it. We're not always awake to it or aware of it that, you know, this person is here for this reason, or this person is, you know, in our life for that reason. But I do honestly believe that we attract everything in our life. We just, we don't always understand the realm or the capacity or the level of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? That honestly, when you're talking like that, it gets, 
I feel like I want to ask all of these different questions all at the same time. So I'm going to try and figure out which question I want to ask first. But this morning when I was listening to your podcast, I had some downloads. So for me, when I talk about downloads, it could mean messages, you know, from God Creator Universe, or it could be signs. It's just anything that like any type of message that comes to me and really resonates and kind of kicks off <laughs> like a snowball effect of even more things. So I had some downloads while I was listening to your podcast this morning. Yeah. yeah and some of those downloads were one of the words that came to my mind was potential. And because you were talking about not being afraid, sometimes we're afraid to just really live up to who we're supposed to be we're staying small and we're playing small and we're not dreaming big. And so I was thinking, okay, potential. And then when I was thinking of potential, it made me think of, you know, that old philosopher that I was, we had to study way back when, and it was Carl Jung. And Carl Jung said, the greatest burden a child must bear is the unlived life of the parents. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, those things were just like really like hitting me. And then I was thinking, okay, I want to know what Jessica's take is on potential when you're seeing your clients not living up to their potential, but also yourself. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about potential. Wow. That's super deep and I love it. (laughs) So (laughs) I feel like our potential is unlimited, but we're never going to be ready for that unlimit, right? Because we're born in a world and a society that like, can I swear? Yeah. <laughs> way. Or your son's going to listen to this. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's so funny. I like, I'll just, uh, I'll do it in, an insert here. I was listening to Jessica's podcast one morning because Jessica's <laughs> podcast airs on Wednesday mornings. So that's the first thing I like to do in the morning. So I had it on speaker and Jessica's swearing and my sons are like, hey, how come that lady's swearing? <laughs> so funny. So our society and the way that we're brought up is so set on limits. When we go to elementary or kindergarten, elementary, we're taught like judgment, comparison, competitiveness, right? Only one person gets the gold star. Only one person finishes the race first place, blah, blah, blah. There's all of these limits that are put on us. And every time we experience something where we didn't win. So we're, you know, in a race, whether it's a alphabet race or a physical race in the gym, not everyone's going to win. So we're taught and it's ingrained in us that we need to compete. And that's all bullshit. (laughs) And it traumatizes people to the point where we create these limits and these layers that we have to now break through because now they're not just societal limits, they're emotional limits and barriers that most people don't know how to heal. And I mean, that's the other thing. Another reason why I'm so blessed about the work that I do is because I like healing is a part of my work. I'm so thankful and so blessed that that's what I get to do. But that's what it takes when it comes to potential is understanding and getting clear on what is your next level of potential, because you can always, always level up. And then what do you need to heal in order to get there? But yeah, like potential is unlimited. Do you ever have to give yourself a kick in the butt to live up to your own potential? Or do you feel like because you've been doing a lot of the work, you know, the the life coaching work with everybody that you're fairly good at kicking your own ass? You know what? I'm, I'm actually pretty good now. And I don't even know, I think I would have in the past called it kicking my own ass, but I wouldn't even say that anymore. What I've learned is that it's so much about compassion and giving yourself compassion and allowing your physical self to catch up to your spiritual or emotional self to become aligned. And once you can have that compassion, because like, if you think about it, even for yourself, like our ideas, our spirits, our inner beings are so fucking far in advance of where our lives are, right? Mm-hmm. Like, daydream and imagine what life could be like the fucking limit is there's no end to the limit. There's no limit. But when you stop and look around at your life, you're like, oh, shit, I still have to do all of these things in order for my life to match up with my inner being and where my spirit wants me to be. Mm -hmm. 
so I realized like it is all about healing. It's all about understanding, like getting clear on where it is that you want to go and understanding, well, why am I not there yet? And then accepting what it is and doing something about it is the other thing, right? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. you can get stuck at like, oh shit, this is my problem. And I know what my problem is. And now I'm going to, you know, be a suck about it for a really long time and whine about my life. And I'm just, I've reached a point and I don't even know when that happened for me anymore is I was, I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going. And I appreciate the conversations that you and I have. And, you know, when I get to talk about where I came from, because people, people also don't understand that they don't understand. And not that I care that, you know, people don't really understand my journey, but I feel like people might look at where I am and, and say things like, oh, well, she, of course she has it so easy. Look at her, right? She's right. so confident, blah, blah, blah. It's like, uh-huh. that's not where I came from. <laughs> that's not where I came from. Yes. It's like, we've grown up in this world of limits, right? And then we've had to go through all of these experiences, busting through those glass ceilings and breaking down those barriers and, and all of that stuff. And it takes so much work. And it never ends. It yeah. never ends. And that's the thing about potential and limits. The more you desire to push, the further you will get always, always, always. Mm -hmm. And you can push, push, push. And I feel like that's kind of what I do is pushing, pushing, pushing the limits always. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, there is a time to kind of sit and rest and just say, okay, I've done a lot of work. I need to take a rest. I need to remember to enjoy life too, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of the healing is hard work. And that's a lot of the work that people are afraid to do, but If you want to reach your potential, you have to find a way to heal. Yeah. And, you know, you said another thing on your podcast this morning about um, we also have to give ourselves permission to want things because we've, you know, grown up um, being told don't be greedy, (laughs) you know, and that if we desire anything for ourselves that we're that we are being greedy or that we're not satisfied with what we already have. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like I'm constantly and my inner critic now and the way that I talk to myself with my affirmations and that sort of thing is very supportive now. Like I've created this like spiritual supportive system within my Mm -hmm. spirit Mm -hmm. when it comes to just, you know, wanting anything, wanting to be anything, wanting to express anything and not feeling guilty about it. Like I'm not carrying guilt anymore from anyone. And it feels good. (laughs) Like give yourself permission. You don't need external validation and external permission. Like you can give yourself that permission. People don't even know that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, when you were saying that there's um, like a lot of competitiveness, something that I've been telling myself and I've been telling myself for a long time is there's room for everybody. You know, there's more than enough. There's more than enough. So when I have an opportunity to, you know, throw work somewhere else with another person that does similar things to me, you know, I love to be able to do that. Whereas before, maybe I would have been afraid that I was taking something from myself. Mm -hmm. So I always remind myself with that affirmation, there's enough for all of us. There's enough space for all of us. There's more than enough. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's a good message. Yeah. So another thing. um, So when I was thinking about potential this morning, and then I was reading that Carl young quote about, you know, the unlived life of of a parent. So I was thinking about my own potential. And so how many times that I've had to, you know, give myself a shake, but I read another one of his quotes this morning. And he said, everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. So everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. So then I was, because I was stuck on potential this morning and I was thinking about, there's a couple of people that I have in my life, two in particular, who are amazing. They have such amazing gifts. And I just, it frustrates me to no end when I see them not living up to their potential. And all I want for them is to live up to their potential. I envision what I see in their future is everybody is just waiting for them to step out into their greatness because they have so many so many gifts and so many great qualities. And then I think, why can't you just be everything that I see? You know, why can't you just rise up to the to, to be this person? And then it frustrates me. And then when I read this other quote, 
all of a sudden it just hit me like a freaking ton of bricks. It's like, oh my God, I'm so frustrated and them not living up to their potential because I'm not living up to my potential. Mm. And that's what's, re- that's what's the underlying message is what's really bothering me is that I'm also somebody that is not rising up to my own potential. For years now, people have been telling me, show up online. I mean, why aren't you online? And then this, like the message is getting louder and louder. Like, why aren't you on social media? Or mm-hmm. why aren't you doing this and this? And it's my fear of my potential and my fear of showing up. So I wanted to talk about that, that showing up online, because you do such a phenomenal job at showing up online. So where in the hell did that courage come from? (laughs) Because because it's not just about confidence. Like you're, you know, you're the confidence and communications podcast, but really the underlying message is this is a courage. Like confidence is all about courage. So where did you find the courage to show up online and to show up confidently as confident as you are? (laughs) very nicely said all of that thank you so where did the courage come from I think it came from so first of all I wanted to be online I wanted to have my own show I wanted to I don't know be seen and I it's funny now because now after doing so much healing I, I realized that part of that is a trauma response to not getting attention as a child. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? From being friggin' ignored and from being ignored, but also invisible. Yeah, but also in addition to that, it it was part of my purpose, right? I believe that everything that I've done that, you know, anyone has noticed kind of thing, it's it's part of my healing journey and it's part of a purpose. I'm serving a purpose. And so I wanted to be online. I didn't know what I was going to do online. Um, the first thing that I started doing was interviewing 10 Indigenous people, like artists, professionals, uh, musicians, that sort of thing, because people didn't, the, the training that I was offering, people didn't know any Indigenous people. And so I did this series of 10 interviews and it was just a way for me to get online and for me to have a reason to be online. And when I started, I felt really stupid. I felt really ashamed that I wanted the attention. Mm-hmm. I was embarrassed about that. Yeah. But even though I felt those feelings, I still wanted to do it. And that was like, I didn't want to not answer that call. I felt that I felt that call, like this is what I was attracted to doing. And I could pretend that it wasn't true and try to ignore it and not do it. But then I was unhappy. I have had so much trauma in my young life that I believe I I just reached a point where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I know what I I could continue to live a shitty fucking life and be miserable and unhappy. Like just have just a shit life and all of this just be for fucking nothing. I could do that. Or I could try something a little crazy. And even if I just have fun, then at least I had fun. And so that's where I started with was, I really wanted to be on camera. So I bought myself a video recorder, (laughs) but that was kind of a dumb idea because if I wanted to video record myself, I needed someone to hold the camera (laughs) and I didn't have that. Although I did work with a couple of friends to do a couple of like small projects that we never actually did anything with, but that practice alone helped me get on camera and be comfortable with getting on camera. And I just wanted to do it so bad that I decided to stop listening to my head and the fearful things that people could potentially say. And I just started to say, I just want to do it. And I don't care. I just want to do it and see what happens. I just want to do it and have fun. Then what happened was the input that I actually got or the feedback that I actually got from people was positive. And people were saying things like, I love what you're doing. You're so fun to watch online. And I was getting all of this encouragement. And so I know the value of taking your focus off of the worry and the the pressure and the, you know, what if this happens and putting your focus on, I just really want to do it. I just really want to do it. And I, I care so much about that, that I don't care about the other thing. Right. It's like releasing that fear of judgment, right. Of being judged. And, you know, what are people going to say, or that, you know, you're, 
quit focusing on the one person that's going to say something negative and focus on the hundred people that are going to say something positive. Because we, we do that, right? We If we don't do the work, we allow ourselves to just focus on those little negative things. And, and then that brings us down. Yeah. So one of the things that I tell my clients is focus on your message. You've probably hear, heard me say that before to you as well. Mm-hmm. Focus on your message, right? Have that be the priority focus. And you want to have your message that you care so much about it that you want others to hear it. And if you don't share it, then no one gets to hear it. Right. I want to redirect. I want to talk now about another thing, another download that was coming to me. I was like, I was full of downloads this morning. And you know what was really great about it is because I really get these um, messages when I'm when I'm in alignment. They come faster and bigger when I've had a good night's rest or I feel healthy drinking water. When I'm listening to anything that's motivational. And because I was listening to your podcast and I was feeling really motivated, I had a good night's sleep. I was just getting all of these downloads. But first of all, before I get into my next one, what do you call them? When you get those ideas? Yeah. I'll often say downloads too. Um, I'll often say inspirations. Yeah. Kind of the, the same language that you're using, like being in alignment and getting that download. Yeah. Like a, a message coming from your spirit or maybe from. Also yeah. a realization. Ah. Yeah. That's another thing that I'll use. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about and something that was coming to my mind, one of the words that was coming into my mind this morning was manifestation. So I want to talk about a little bit about manifestation. And I don't talk about this with a lot of people because sometimes when people hear the word manifestation, they think that you're talking about magic. You know, they think, okay, like, well, you know, it's magic. It's not real. And so I don't talk about manifestation to a lot of people because a lot of the people that that I talk to don't really understand it. So what is your understanding of manifestation? (laughs) you know what I I agree with you where like you can't have these conversations with everybody because of the language right the words that we use have connotations that people have attached to it right what other words can you use right and I think that even people who don't use that language they are creating their own life they're manifesting they're you know doing all of those things but they just their understanding of the words are different Yeah, different language, right? Like they're still drawing things into their life, but they're calling it coincidence Mm -hmm. or, or other things like that. And and there's also levels, right? So if you're at a belief where you're, you think things are coincidence, that's a level, but we're like at deeper levels. So the conversation that we're having is like much deeper. (laughs) So I believe that a manifestation is okay. I don't even know where to start with this. I believe that everything that we can imagine already exists. Time is an illusion. The only time that exists is right now. And so every possible thing that I could think of right now in this very moment exists right now in this very moment. So the fact that I, you know, sometimes will dream about a dream home that I have, which is interesting because now my vision and my goal of that is changing. Mm-hmm. just through different experiences and realizations and that sort of thing. So that's kind of changing a little bit. However, all of these things exist right now. And the manifestation is about lining up with it. Mm-hmm. So let's see, what would a very recent example be? Okay, so this is an example, because lately, especially over the summer, probably longer, I've really been appreciating my work so much like I I think I've always appreciated it but I've been using it more of an example lately for people I coach and train and I get up in the morning 6 a.m and one of my visions used to be oh I want to get up in the morning I want to meditate I want to journal and I want to have my bulletproof coffee and I want to have this routine and so at one point it was just a vision but As someone who's running a business, like, how could I, how could I spend two hours in the morning doing that? Like that, it just, it almost sounds irresponsible to a worldly entrepreneur. It doesn't make any sense, but I started kind of tiptoeing in it and I would do it a couple times a week. And I realized 
that that actually changes my whole day. So if I can take that time in the morning to meditate, journal, set the tone, all that stuff, then I have a better day. I make more money. I have better quality calls. I'm a better person. So at first there was a time where I thought I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And then I manifested the life where I couldn't do without it. Ah. And so now I've incorporated 90 minutes at the gym. So in addition to, in addition to my morning routine, when my bulletproof coffee, gotta have that (laughs) for as soon as I get up. And so now my morning routine is like two and a half hours. Like that's, wow, that's, unrealistic. that's unrealistic to most people. And yeah. yeah, my kids are big now, right? I couldn't have done it when I had toddlers right. because it just doesn't make any sense, but I'm still running my business successfully. I'm still uh, making sales. I still have an income coming in every month. It has not like me spending three hours in the morning on myself, that's a manifestation. Me doing that has made me a better person, a better entrepreneur, a better leader, a better coach, a better parent. So that alone, so aligning up with it. So having a vision saying, I want this in my life, and then doing taking little steps to actually making it happen. That's a manifestation. So I think people will sometimes think a manifestation is only a physical item or a thing. Mm -hmm. But a manifestation can be a feeling like maybe you wake up and you're not feeling great and your goal. So when you reach a goal, that's a manifestation. If I've achieved feeling good and that was my goal, that's a manifestation. So how essential would you say that this time in the morning that you give to yourself, like how, how essential is that to, to your life right now and to what you're doing? I would say 99%. Wow. Because there are days where I can not do it. Like on the, on the weekends, sometimes on a Saturday or on a Sunday, I won't do it, but every day I'm doing it. Unless like, for example, tonight I'm going to Dauphin to do a workshop. So in the morning, I won't, I, well, in the morning I won't go to the gym, mm-hmm. but if I go longer than two days, which I haven't in a long time, I can't go two or three days without doing my morning routine. Otherwise I'm like just knocked off. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. I'm miserable. Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't call me. Don't text me. But the thing is now I know if I'm in a bad mood, I know what to do. I know how to take care of my spirit. I know what I need. And it means enough to me that I don't book meetings in the morning. Mm. 10 o'clock is my first meeting. I won't book anything before then. Mm, that's so good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you a story about a manifestation story that just came to my mind is I manifested this podcast. So I had a goal and I just like I'm pulled I pulled up my book in front of me. I have a journal. And in my journal, I wrote back in maybe 2019 that I wanted to have my own podcast one day. And I started to write down everything that I needed for my podcast. And I started getting ready for it. I started looking for the music. I started designing the cover, just all of my ideas. And then I scared myself and I put it away because I allowed these fears to come. So the fear of judgment, the fear of vulnerability, the fear of lateral violence. So all of these fears Mm-hmm. I allowed them to trump my excitement and my mm-hmm. desire to mm-hmm. to want to do the podcast and why I even wanted to do the podcast. And then I let that go. So in that time, what I realized is that I wasn't ready because I, w- I, I needed to do more work on myself, yeah. and more work in the area of becoming more confident and in, um, in not listening to what other people think about me. Yeah. And, you know, not listening so much to you know, the haters or anybody that wants to judge me without first knowing me and knowing my heart, knowing why I do the things that I do. So I had to do a lot of that work on myself and it took years to do. But when I did decide to do it and I did decide to revisit the concept of, of having a podcast, I was talking to one of the ladies who is 
she doesn't like to call herself a coach, but I like to call her a coach. So I was working with a coach and and it's to me like it's some a coach is somebody who, you know, it she helps me to get ahead in my business and she helps me to realize my own potential and she helps to bring out, you know, the best in me and and help me um work on my goals and my ideas that I want to see happen. And I told her that I wanted to do a podcast and then she's like, "Well, make a web And, you know, in your web, write down all of the things, like all the reasons why you want to do a podcast and then, you know, talk about all of your fears. And I was like, I think I did that already. And then I pulled up my journal and I flipped it open and (laughs) I have, like, I can show you, I have a web (laughs) podcast is right in the middle. (laughs) So I had, you know, all of these reasons and all of my reasons were exactly the same. You know, I wanted to meet my idols. I wanted to talk to inspiring Indigenous people. I wanted to have a space for Indigenous motivators to share their stories. I love podcasts myself. Like, I wanted to be a part of that community. And in the corner, the only cons were, I'm afraid of the vulnerability. And I am afraid of being judged. Mm. So, but now those cons, they're so small. You know, like, all of the good things now and I'm in a space now where all of the good things outweigh those little things Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to share because that's one of my manifestation stories so now here I am with the courage to come out with a podcast because I want to be able to share people's stories with with everybody and share inspiring people and and you're one of the people that I find inspiring and you're inspiring so many people with your social media and, you know, the work that you're doing and just showing up there as a confident woman and a confident Indigenous woman and just showing people like, I can be out here. So can you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And and also, I wanted to add to your story and to your map, your, what did you call it? A web. A web is being vulnerable is leadership. That's something I learned, right? Because when you are Well, for me, I learned early on that if I wanted women to trust me, I needed to put some skin in the game. I needed to be open about my fears, open about my story and open about, um, you know, the things that scare the shit out of me. And so that was like one of the best things that I'd ever done, because first of all, it, it takes you from almost people putting you on a pedestal, right? Like I'll meet people and I was sharing this with you last week and they're like, can I get a picture with you? I watch you on Instagram. And of course I love that. It's always fun, but I'm no different than you. Right. And that's what I want people to know is uh, don't put me on a pedestal. You know, I have the same fears. I go through the same things. I'm just open about it. And I talk about it. And so being vulnerable is leadership. And that's putting skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to share another story about manifestation. Okay, so I was just recently um, reading an article that you were featured in. It's called Unstoppable Confidence, Jessica Dumas Coaching and Training. And it was published by Go Solo. And so when I was reading it, you talked about, we need to surround ourselves with people who can can communicate as such. And that you said, I also learned that if you don't have those work besties around you, you might have to invest in a coaching community to find them. And this is most often one of the best things that you can do. So I really wanted to talk about that. When you don't have people around you in your close group of friends or in your family that think the way that you do or that are interested in the same things that you do, that you're interested in, and sometimes we have to go in search of those people and then we have to bring them into our lives in some way. And, you know, when you talk about that, that you have to go in search of your besties How has that helped you in your life? And how do you find those people when you don't have them in your inner circle? And you work online, so you're not around, you know, people all day long. Yeah. In a physical space. Really really good question. Because when I when I first started my business, which was mostly training, like I struggled with that. I struggled with that a lot because I any entrepreneurs. um, Especially female indigenous entrepreneurs like didn't really want to share with me. Mm -hmm. didn't want to you know support because they were afraid of that competition right that feeling and all of that and when I started working online what I started doing was just following other coaches or following other people who I thought oh I like what they're doing 
following them. And then I am a junkie when it comes to like this free download. <laughs> I'm a recovery junkie. You don't do it anymore. But I used to sign up for every fucking free thing that any, you know, coach or anything was offering. But I did it for a lot of reasons. I wanted to know more about what they were offering. I wanted to know more about their style. And I wanted to know more about like, how did they get to where they are? When there were opportunities to join a community or like join a a coaching program where I could be around other women who were trying to do what I was doing, it was scary at first because we're generally not taught to invest in ourselves. So, you know, spending anywhere from three $500, $1,500, $1,500 a month in a coaching program, people are just like, what the hell? Like, you're crazy. That's ridiculous. I was like 100% serious about being 100% in my business. And I believe that's how you know if you're ready to invest is if you're only like, you know, 50% in my business and I'm, you know, well, I kind of have another job, but I have my foot in, in here and my foot over there. Those for the most part, I recognize are people who are not really ready to invest. When you have both feet in your business and you're like, I have no choice. I'm here now. And I need, I need to surround myself with people who are doing that same thing. And that's when I find like people are more ready to invest is because they're hundred percent in. It's really helped me to level up in so many ways because I'm working with coaches and there have been several coaches that I've worked with who they may have had a better, like on paper, they may have looked like they were more successful at coaching, but working with them helped me realize I'm a really good coach. And I know that because the coaching that I offer my clients is a higher quality than what I'm getting from coaches that I'm paying a lot of money to. Mm-hmm. And then there are also other women who are in the coaching program who are like participants like I am. And I see that like a lot of them are doing, you know, really incredible, badass things. But then there are also women in there who are just starting. And when you see, when you get to see where other coaches are in their business, then you get to better identify, well, where am I on this scale mm-hmm. of where I want to be? So not in comparison of like, who's a better coach, but like, where are you with your knowledge compared to where you want to be? And so allowing myself to see other coaches has allowed me to recognize where I want to be, what my goals are as a coach mm-hmm. and then how close I am to that goal. Mm-hmm. So it's really helped me level up and really identify the type of coach that I want to be. To me, that has been invaluable. So sometimes, you know, spending a lot of money, $1,500, $2,000 a month to work with a coach to also work with other women who are also paying that much and investing that much in themselves so that they could be a better coach. Like it's, it's incredible because mm-hmm. you can't find that anywhere else. I'll never go to a chamber meeting. I love the chamber, but I'll never go to a chamber meeting and find a coach who is working on social media at the same level that I want to be. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't have them in our everyday lives, right? And sometimes we don't have the luxury of having those people in our everyday circle. Yeah. Of people that we spend, have physical, hold physical space with. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, I think the people who are going to seek that are people who are ready to like leave their comfort zone. They're, our world and our society and our families are designed to keep us safe, right? They're safe zones. They're places of familiarity Mm -hmm. and you can stay there as long as you want and be happy and successful, but that's not for everyone. There are some people who are like, okay, I'm ready to break free of this for whatever reason. And I need to reach out and find someone at that next level to help normalize that for me so that I can continue growing. Yeah. And you know, the reason that that stood out to me when I was reading through your article that stood out to me is because I didn't know that it was important. I didn't realize how important that was, is that you need to be able to surround yourself with like-minded people. So for such a long time in my own life, I was trying to bring my own friends and my my family into everything that I was doing all the time. And I was trying to get them as excited as I was, and I was trying to teach them things, and I was, you know, trying to create people that I that I was looking for. And I didn't realize that they were out there, and I didn't know how to find people until I invested in my first coach. 
Mm-hmm. And that I think I invested in a coach in about 2017. I didn't know what coaching was. I didn't know that I needed a coach. And then I certainly didn't think that I could spend $4,000 on this, something that I didn't really know anything about. But something inside of me was saying, this person is drawing you in and you're looking for these types of people in your life. So just go all in, put your money there and see what happens. And so I invested, you know, $4,000 into a coach and I was kind of brought into this world of there's people out there that are just like me. And because I was able to um, invest in that coaching, I was exposed to so many other like-minded people. Then all of a sudden I I was able to kind of create my own community of like-minded people and become inspired. And the more people that I watched and learned from, the more inspired I grew. And I kind of feel like that's how you came into my life. I I feel like I manifested. I manifested our friendship because, um, you know, I was looking, but I I still wanted friends. I still wanted like real life friends that actually were, you know, like the same things that I liked. And I remember my coach was saying to me, she's like, well, who do you, who do you see? You know, do you see anybody that's near where you live that is doing the same things that you're doing? And I was like, well, there's this one girl, her name is Jessica. And she's like, she's out there, she's on social media, and she likes the kinds of things that I like. And I was like, she's around my age. She's like, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah. And then she's like, um, I said, and she's doing some really cool things. And I had already busted down those blocks for myself, those competitive type blocks. Yeah. So you know, I viewed you as somebody that like, oh, I could, you know, I could totally be friends with her because she's looks so cool. And my coach was saying, well, you know, just slide into her DMs and, you know, just ask her like to talk. So I was getting ready for my coaching call and I realized, oh, I forgot to check in with Jessica and my coach is going to ask me about it. I better send Jessica a message and just so I could tell my coach that I, you know, I was doing my assignments, <laughs> my yeah. work. Yeah. And then so I went into my Instagram DMs and you were in there and you're like, hey, what's up? And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I manifested her. <laughs> oh my god, that's the coolest story ever. And the thing is, it's like you know, I was thinking, I wonder if she was looking for the same thing that I was looking for. And because you know, I was thinking, you know, how you say things line up. I always wondered, and I never asked you, it's like, I wonder what you were in search of. Were you also in search of, you know, female friendships or were you also in search of, of those types of things? Because I know that's, that's what I was looking for. I was looking because for so long I felt alone. I felt really alone and I was lonely and I I wanted girlfriends that had the same excitement and same vision, you know, for, for life that I had. I can't say that it was something that I like put out intentionally. Mm-hmm. But I do know that one of the things that I'm open to is people with good energy. And I think that I sent you that message because you responded to something that I did. Yeah, I was, pro- uh, I was probably always commenting on all of your stuff and liking all of everything your stuff. like that. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I want I want to talk to this girl. I think for me, it was more just it was just alignment. It just made sense. And I know that every time you and I get together, we could talk for fucking hours. Like hours. this podcast, right? We've been recording over an hour already. <laughs> and it doesn't surprise me because you and I can talk forever. Like there's so much that I think resonates for both of us. And it feels good to, to have someone to connect like that, you know? And I've also never felt that like comparison thing or competitiveness like our businesses are similar in some ways but yeah I just I have lots of fun talking with you yeah and you know I really like listening to all of your stories about all of your girlfriends that you have and you have all these amazing conversations and enlightening conversations so how would you say like how essential would you say that is to to your success is to to surround yourself with those types of people oh wow Again, I would say it would be in the really high percentage. I think I would probably say like 80% important to have girlfriends or friends in general, especially to talk 
about things. So for example, I have a lot of friends that I've known for years and years, but I can't talk to them about like manifestation or, you know, business goals and stuff like that, like conversations that you and I can have. There are people in my life who I can't have those conversations with because it just, it's just not them, right? They're, they're not on that same level as me. And I feel like I have women in my life that on all the levels that I am in there, like I have friends that are on that level. So it's kind of neat. And I mean, I, I think that for people who don't have that, you can journal about it, you can, you know, write about it, manifest it the way that you did. But you also have to take some action and reach Mm -hmm. out and and find them, right? Right. Yeah. Because not everyone is going to have someone pop in their DMs, right? That ideal person that they want to be friends with and say, hey, how's it going? What's up? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We have to be the one to do that. Right. You also might have to go through a few because there are also women that I've met over the past several years that it almost seemed like you hit it off and you were going to be great friends. And then it didn't work out, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, That's realistic for adult friendships as well. Yeah, very true. And like, and then, you know, sometimes you have to go looking in these online communities, um, different groups, uh, following people on Instagram, clicking follow when you see something that you like or when you resonate with somebody's energy. Um, Sometimes I found coaches through podcasts. So I would be listening to a podcast and um, somebody would be interviewed on a podcast and then I would just, you know, connect with what they were saying. And then I'll go and I'll go and look them up and see what they're all about. And sometimes they're a life coach and they have spaces open and I'll hop on and, you know, get to know them or else learn from them in that way. Yeah. So getting, let's get back to the life coaching stuff. So one thing that I wanted to say about a life coach is Sometimes it's not necessarily a word or that we're used to because we're used to hearing like counseling or I got to go to therapy or I got to go to counseling. And life coaching is so much different than that, right? But it involves, you know, counseling because you're helping people work through their stuff. You're helping people to bust down their barriers and to remove their own barriers for the things that they want in their life. So I just wanted to just talk just a little bit more about life coaching because it's been essential in my life. It's been something that has really pushed me to the next level and the next levels of yeah. everything that I'm doing. And it's something that I never knew existed before. So I'm, I know that if I didn't know about it, so many other people don't know about it. If you really wanted to leave somebody with what is life coaching and how valuable is it? What can you, what can you say about that? Well, first of all, I love your story about how you didn't know what it was and how you found the world of coaching, that was actually really interesting to hear. Cause I, I think, I, I don't think we've ever talked specifically about that before. And I've never heard you share it to that extent, but that was really cool. I think when it comes to like working with a life coach or, you know, how do I know if I want to work with a life coach or just a coach in general is like, you, you need to want to do something different. So you're wanting to make a change somewhere. You're wanting yes. to level up, you're wanting to invest in yourself, you you want something different, you know that what you're doing is no longer working. So I have seen therapists, I've seen, you know, all sorts of coaches, elders, I've talked to so many people when it came time to seeking, what do I want to do with my life? Who am I supposed to be? What is life about? You know, I talked to um, so many people, psychics, you name it, I spoke to them. And this last, like over the summer, I was having a hard couple of weeks and I was really, I knew I needed to talk to someone. I was trying to identify who do I want to talk to? What is it that I need right now? And I've spoke to enough people now that I know, I know if I need to speak to a therapist or I know if I need to speak to a coach, but I didn't have a coach that I wanted to speak to at the time. So what I say about, like, if you want to know if it's a coach that you want to work with. So you first of all want to identify Am I attracted to their message just the way that you were when you were, you know, seeking something? So recognizing you're seeking something and I'm attracted to this person's message and soak up all of the free stuff that you can get, follow them, read their stuff. If they have a podcast, listen to their podcast. And if you're still seeking it, 
that's like that, that's the pull, right? You're getting pulled to a new direction. You're getting pulled to something new and totally different. And it can be a little scary because you have to pay for it yourself. It's not like you can go to um, a therapist and, you know, sometimes you get insurance coverage or some sort of coverage. And I believe like that's where it starts is you feel the pull and remembering in life. And especially if you want something different, you can't go based on the old rules. You, if you don't know where it's going to end up and being okay with that, if you don't know for sure, I don't know what I'm going to get working with this coach. I don't know if I'm going to get the answer that I need. I don't know, you know, this or that, that can be scary, but you could continue doing the same old thing that you're doing. And if that's not working, you're just going to end up where you are again. So it's like, you need to be ready to take a risk because you're investing in yourself. Your success as a coachee is based on you and not the coach. And, you know, it's, it's like me investing in a a fitness coach and saying, I want abs, but I'm not doing the fucking work. (laughs) I'll pay you this much. I'll pay you more if you help me get abs, right? It doesn't work that way. So I think if you're drawn to it, you have to make a decision if you're going to make that investment. And, and it's, it's a whole other world, right? And you learned that yourself is it's a whole other world. Coaching, it's not the norm. It's not the nine to five grind. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different world. Can you share some of the successes that you've had watching people that you've coached? You don't have to name anybody specific, but can you share any type of story as to like what you, the transformation that you've seen? Yeah. Yeah. Some of the things that I love to see is women that come to me and, you know, feel so low about their self-worthiness and, you know, they want to show up online or they want to, you know, share their message and they're really struggling with, I want to do this, but I don't think anyone gives a shit and I want to do it. but Like, I'm just, I have this heavy weight on me of fear of judgment, which is the biggest one, right? I'm afraid people are going to judge me. They don't even always know what that means. But seeing women go from that to fucking showing up on reels (laughs) and podcasts and like face to cam videos, just not giving a shit, (laughs) but getting their message out there. And, you know, though, that's what I love to see. I love to see women who, you know, struggle with not knowing, like, I don't know what to price my stuff because uh, I don't know anyone's actually going to pay that. I don't know if what I'm actually offering them is worth that to all of a sudden, like going from that to, I just made this many thousands of dollars in a day, or I just, you know, sold this for this much, or I sold a workshop that I never got paid to do before. So making money and feeling good about it and owning that and saying, okay, well, now that I've gotten paid for this workshop, I can never do it again for free. (laughs) (laughs) So that like, those are the transformations. Mm. And um, yeah, it's vulnerability. That's what it's all about. And And, you know, go ahead. Working with them is like, one of the things that you talked about earlier is, you know, like how that helps you level up. But as a coach, the women that I've worked with are fucking high quality women and intelligent, like fucking smart women who've accomplished so many amazing things. They have high levels like CEOs and all sorts of things, and they don't feel good enough. They don't feel worthy enough to be seen. And so when I see them, how incredible they are, And all I need to do is give them enough exercises and practices so that they can also see it. That helps me because I'm, because when I see them going from, I can't be seen to fucking look at me, I'm just like, I did that. I'm a good coach. (laughs) I love that. That must be so rewarding. Hey, it is. It's it's very rewarding and I love it. (laughs) And so one thing that I want to say to to that is don't be afraid to invest in yourself because, you know, that's the the best investment that you could ever make is, is to invest in yourself. Because I remember being in a position where I was like, I was thinking, how on earth can I spend $4,000? Because you don't pay it all at once, right? <clears throat> like you, you pay either weekly or monthly like payments. But I was thinking, 
how am I going to spend that kind of money on myself? And at the time, I, I thought, you know, it was just so unrealistic. It was such an unrealistic thing to do. But, you know, something was telling me that just do it. You need this because I wanted something like I wanted something and I wasn't getting it. And I wanted I needed help being pushed to the next level. I had so many questions and I didn't know where to get the answers. I just needed help and I needed somebody to help push me. Um, So I made the choice to invest in myself. I didn't know where I was going to get the money. Uh, I certainly didn't have it sitting in my bank account, but I decided, you know what? I'm going to find it and I'm going to get these payments made when I need to make them. Sometimes I was a little bit late on the payments and I didn't know how I was going to tell my husband, um, I really want to pay $4,000 to this lady who's going to help me with my self-confidence, <laughs> my self-worth. So I don't even, honestly, I don't even think I told him about it. <laughs> you know what? I love that you said like, Cause I can relate to that. I wanted something and I wasn't getting it and there was nowhere else that I could get it. And I have paid a coach $5,000 for one day of her time. Oh my God. $5,000. So it was in two payments as well, but I wanted what she had so bad. And yeah. I knew I could spend a day with her. This was a VIP day. She called it. And if I could spend that day with her, and I get to ask anything I want and I get to tell her all of my fears and she gets to tell me how to overcome them or manage them. Mm-hmm. I can't get that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I told a couple, I didn't tell a lot of people. Now I've told your podcast. I <laughs> but I, I would not regret that for a second. There was oh, no wow. regret. Every single thing that I learned, I still use to this day. It helped me level up. And when you think about achieving that next level up, what does that really cost? Mm-hmm. Like, what is money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, sure, give me $5,000 today. I'd love to go on a trip. <laughs> but, but I don't regret a thing. I would never regret any investment that I made. I learned stuff. I've applied stuff. I'm a better person because of it. Your and I want better. that investment. Yeah, because you, you invested that money in yourself, right? You know, that money just didn't go into her pocket. That money went into your business, into who you are as a person and how you show up. And what I offer. What you offer to the world. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Just wanted to lastly know, what is Bulletproof Coffee? (laughs) (laughs) I love my Bulletproof Coffee. So... I actually, so I drink Bulletproof coffee every single morning that I'm home. I, and when I'm not going to be home, so tomorrow I'm going to wake up in a hotel room. I mm. always, I think in advance, I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to have my Bulletproof coffee in the morning. <laughs> so it's sometimes like it's a bit of a meal, like it's filling, not super filling, but a little bit filling. And it's just a, a recipe for delicious coffee. And I started doing it because I wanted to get turmeric in my diet. So I was looking online and I'm like, what, how the hell do you use turmeric? And so I don't remember what came up in my search, but one of the things was bulletproof coffee. And so I love good quality coffee. So I grind my own beans. I try to buy locally, like from, you know, some of the resources in the city that, that get their own beans sort of thing. You just add these certain ingredients, you blend it up and it's just this thick, luscious, delicious cup of coffee. And I made it a part of like, it's a part of my routine. And as much as I love it, it's part of the whole process. It's waking up, it's grinding my own coffee beans. It just makes me feel like it's good quality stuff. You know, I'm going to have something that smells good. It tastes good. Um, I use organic sugar and cashew milk. And I just, I feel really good about all of the ingredients that go into it. I even add reishi and lion's mane and just some other like, health, what do you call them? Like supplements and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it's all about the process of making it and recognizing I'm doing something special for myself. It's time consuming. And I'm putting that work in to enjoy this delicious coffee. Like there's, (laughs) it's more than just a coffee. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I sit down at, I go back to my bedroom. I sit on my bed. I open up my journal and I sip on my creamy coffee. I add, um, what is it called? Uh, coconut oil in it and it just gives it enough like creaminess Mm -hmm. you have to blend it you can't just stir it it has to be blended 
And yeah, it's just a delicious coffee. And maybe one day I'll get to make you one. Yeah, because it sounds really <laughs> delicious. <laughs> I'm just like thinking about my Tim Hortons coffee right now. It doesn't sound as good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's the difference, right? It's about the, it's about investment. It's about <laughs> investing the time and, you know, sourcing all of your ingredients and putting them together. And <laughs> it's a whole thing. <laughs> and producing something magical and wonderful that's just going to fill you up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So where can we find you? Tell us about what uh, you have going on. You have a podcast and you also have coaching that's, have, yeah, do you have spots available right now? I do. So the Confidence and Communication podcast, I have an episode out every Wednesday. Right now you can follow me on Instagram at jessicadumas.ca. And I do have one-on-one coaching. My focus is to help women get clarity and confidence in their social media message so that they can show up and sell. So I want women to feel confident selling their service. And that was an area that I struggled. So that's what I'm offering. And I'm hoping that people who will join me on Instagram will, you know, let me know what kind of content that I can continue to offer in my stories. I try to share little lessons a couple times a week. And um, so that's where I can be found. Awesome. I'm going to put all of those links in the show notes so that if anybody wants to follow you or is interested in signing up with any of your coaching or just wants to, you know, follow you on Instagram and get some free tips, they can do that. And what I also want to say is I definitely think that we should do this again. Because there's so many things that um, I still have on my list that I would like to cover, but we ran out of time. So I just want to thank you. (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. So um, I just want to say thank you for the interview. This was really fun. I really enjoyed it. We talked about so many good things. And I'm excited to listen to more of your episodes because the content that you create as a, just as an author, as a writer, like you have so much content to bring out and I'm really excited to see what that's all going to be so way to go thanks so much for being here and listening to the podcast miigwech ekose merci I want to take every opportunity that I can to tell you that you are worthy and if something in this message resonated with you please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and send a link to your sister your best friends and your cousins because if there was something in this message that resonated then they might want to hear about it too If maybe taking a screenshot is your thing, share it on your Instagram story. And don't forget to take me at jessicadumas.ca.